Welcome to the Pharmacy Playbook podcast series, where ASHP leaders share insights about the pharmacy profession's most compelling topics, from practice advancements to advocacy wins. Thank you for joining us for another season of ASHP's Leadership Podcast Series. I'm your host, Paul Abramowitz, ASHP's CEO. And today we're going to talk about the ASHP Task Force on Racial Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, why it was formed, and what we hope to accomplish. We'll also discuss the task force's preliminary recommendations, and we're especially happy to be sharing these recommendations with you as we all celebrate Black History Month. With me today for this conversation is Tom Johnson, ASHP President, and Paul Walker, ASHP Board Member and Chair of the Task Force. Welcome, Tom and Paul. Well, thank you, Paul, for having us here today. We very much appreciate the opportunity to be part of this important discussion. I can tell you that the task force has certainly been working very hard these last several months uh, to create the draft recommendations that will be published very soon, and certainly to advance ASHP's strong commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion for all underrepresented groups. But before we get into recommendations, I think it'd be good if we take a step back and talk a little bit about what led up to the formation of this task force. Absolutely, Tom. ASHP has a longstanding commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, but we understand there is much work yet to be done, which has been underscored by the tragic deaths of George Floyd, Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and too many others. The urgency for individuals, communities, and organizations of all types to prioritize actions that lead to change has never been greater. And as we start a new year, ASHP is determined to help eliminate racism, discrimination, and inequities that impact minority and underrepresented populations in healthcare and society more broadly. The ASHP Task Force on Racial Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion was formed to advise ASHP on specific actionable steps to further address and take inventory of matters of racial diversity, equity, and inclusion. The critical work of this task force will ensure that ASHP is maximizing its capacity to affect social change in the pharmacy community and beyond. Those are all great points, Paul. I think it also is notable that this effort has really moved quite quickly. It was June of 2020 when the ASHP Board of Directors unanimously approved the creation of this task force. And by mid-July, ASHP members were named to the task force and it has been chaired by Paul Walker, a member of our ASHP Board of Directors. And Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Tom. Um, And it has been my privilege and my pleasure uh, to lead this national effort. We're taking on actions that hopefully will address racism, combat some of the disparities that exist in healthcare, as well as in our profession at large, and also to prioritize meaningful actions and solutions for the pharmacy profession as a whole. Uh, We really want ASHP to be an organization where everyone feels included. Um, A component of that, a component of this inclusion, is connecting with all of our members so that they are part of what we're working toward. The task force is examining every everything ASHP does to serve and to engage its members from our governance, our committees, our products, the programs and services that we provide, 
The task force is really looking at how we communicate with our members so that all members see themselves in ASHP and really consider ASHP to be their professional home. Absolutely. ASHP is sincerely committed to doing our part to help create important changes that make our profession more socially just, equitable, and inclusive for our members and for pharmacy professionals who are Black, Indigenous, and people of color, often referred to by the acronym BIPOC. We've talked about what led up to the development of the task force. So let's talk about what this group hopes to accomplish. Paul, can you take us through that? The task force is charged with taking an inventory of ASHP's efforts in the areas of racial diversity, equity, and inclusion as they relate to issues uh, that are facing BIPOC pharmacy professionals. The task force is also charged with making recommendations on new or enhanced efforts that ASHP may undertake in six different areas. Those areas include governance and committees, such as the ASHP and the ASHP Foundation boards of directors, our commissions, councils, sections and forums, our House of Delegates, committees on nomination, and ASHP advisory bodies. The second area that we're addressing is education and training. We're also looking at research, advocacy, our publications, and marketing and communications. I think it's important, Paul, to point out that with laying out those six areas, that really allowed the committee to do its work very effectively and very efficiently. And by focusing those task force goals in deliverables, there was great dialogue within the task force and within subgroups looking at our current and past historical efforts regarding diversity, equity, and inclusion. So really there were three subgroups that worked through those six areas. First was governance and committees. The next subgroup was education and training, research and publications and then advocacy, marketing, and communications. So that started in September, and those subgroups were tasked with developing actionable and sustainable recommendations to share with the full task force for discussion and with the ASHP membership as a whole. And as the subgroups started their work, we were very well aware that we needed to include the membership in the process. And so we took some very deliberate actions to make that happen. We wanted to be inclusive, so we shared the recommendations with the ASHP membership through a member survey that was sent to all members uh, last November. And we also held a town hall meeting at the recent uh, mid-year clinical meeting. And this was an opportunity where we presented the uh, guidelines or the recommendations and talked through their development and provided some background rationale for them. And it gave uh, members an opportunity to not only interact with us regarding them, but to ask specific questions about the recommendations and offer uh, recommendations for revisions and such. And so it was a very engaged process as far as our membership is concerned. The next step is for draft recommendations to be presented to the ASHP board, and that will happen this month. Once the board finalizes the recommendations and approves them, they will be published in uh, the journal. The preliminary recommendations, however, can be found right now on ashp.org, and we'll update those, providing the final recommendations once they're approved by the Board of Directors. Well, thank you, Paul. Um, and these preliminary recommendations will continue to advance ASHP's very strong commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion 
for BIPOC ASHP members. Now, I'd like to follow up on something you said earlier, Paul, about inclusivity. An important component of drafting the recommendations was gathering input from members. ASHP is committed to making the needed improvements to ensure that BIPOC pharmacy professionals see themselves in ASHP and that ASHP is truly an organization where everyone feels included in all ASHP membership areas. Those are great points, Paul. Well, now that we've talked a little bit about how this process occurred and what was done to develop these draft recommendations, I think it's time to really get to our outcomes and specifically what were those areas. So we've got a robust list of recommendations for each of the three focus areas, which again are governance and committees, education and training, research and publications, and then advocacy, marketing, and communications. So Paul A., why don't you get us started with the first area, governance and committees? Thank you, Tom. After much discussion and research, the task force identified seven draft recommendations regarding governance and committees as they relate to ASHP. I would say a common theme in all of them is increasing racial diversity on committees and appointments, as well as identifying and implementing ways to increase the presence of BIPOC ASHP members in awards and recognition programs and in leadership positions, such as on our board of directors. Secondly, the task force felt that ASHP should change its bylaws for approval by the ASHP House of Delegates in 2021 to make all active members of ASHP eligible to serve on the ASHP Committee on Nominations and make serving in the ASHP House of Delegates preferred versus required. And thirdly, that SHP should seek ways to help our state affiliates prioritize and align their diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts with those of SHP with the goal of increasing BIPOC members in leadership positions at the state and local levels. Now that brings us to the draft recommendations as they relate to education and training, research, and publications. This was an area that received a lot of feedback from members during the town hall session that we held at the mid-year meeting. ASHP members, as we know, are very passionate and they're a very dedicated group. And one of the most rewarding parts of this whole process was to hear from our dedicated and in fact excited students who provided input on the recommendations. Many students attended the town hall session at the mid-year meeting, and we engaged in a great dialogue around how to have conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion during experiential rotations and throughout residency programs, as well as with pharmacy leaders. And I'd like to urge all pharmacy leaders to welcome these conversations and to start the dialogue around these matters with the next generation of pharmacy leaders. There are 16 draft recommendations that focus on education, training, research, and publications. And let me share just a few of them with you. Many of the recommendations center on the concept of encouraging increased participation from BIPOC pharmacy students in residency programs. This can be accomplished by updating recruitment processes, fostering a more inclusive environment, and understanding the disparities in pharmacy residency applicants compared to the positions that are actually granted uh, to BIPOC students. 
The recommendations encourage preceptors to include topic discussions with all learners on health disparities and social determinants of health, including race and socioeconomic status. The recommendations also encourage hospitals and health systems to provide continuous professional development and training to leaders and to staff on diversity, equity, and inclusion. They recommend that ASHP refine the current student and practitioner mentorship program and ensure BIPOC students and practitioners have equal access to mentors that can guide them on how to obtain residency or career in uh, hospital and health system pharmacy. The recommendations also encourage hospitals and health systems, along with ASHP, to partner with historically Black colleges and universities, as well as institutions with high enrollment of BIPOC students, to encourage them to apply for IPI or Introductory Pharmacy Practice Experiences, APIs or Advanced Pharmacy Practice Experiences, internship experiences and other opportunities and experiences that would benefit the students with regard to their pursuit of a career in health system pharmacy. Such partnerships with HBCUs and other uh, minority serving institutions can also benefit us by encouraging the study of issues surrounding BIPOC pharmacists and their impact on healthcare and patient outcomes, such as whether healthcare outcomes are improved for BIPOC patients when they're cared for by BIPOC pharmacists. Thank you, Paul. I'd like to add that the very enthusiastic dialogue during our town hall session at the mid-year, in addition to many draft recommendations we received, truly underscores that education and training is of critical importance to our membership. The final focus area for preliminary recommendations was advocacy, marketing, and communications. Tom, as ASHP president, I know you've explored many new ways to communicate with members. Yeah, that is an accurate statement, Paul. We have had to come up with some new and creative ways to uh, have the president of ASHP be in front of ASHP members in front of others. So I. Pretty sure that I'm one of the first virtual, um, and hopefully last, uh, a virtual ASHP presidents. But uh, those communication areas from the recommendations from the task force, there's seven of those from the draft recommendations. They focus on just how important it is for ASHP, not only to leverage things like the ASHP official podcast, which you're listening to right now, AJHP commentaries and articles to spotlight BIPOC ASHP members to share their perspectives but to also position ASHP as an organization that really is inclusive of all members, including BIPOC. Next, by conducting media and communications campaign, we can address the value of ASHP membership, what ASHP stands for, and why ASHP is an association home for BIPOC ASHP members. And in terms of advocacy, ASHP can weigh in on policy issues related to health disparities in the BIPOC community and partner with healthcare organizations, health systems, HBCUs, and institutions with a high enrollment of BIPOC students and with pharmacy schools and colleges to try to advance all of these policies. So I think we've, we've got a lot of opportunity to communicate more effectively in a lot of areas. Well, Paul Walker and Tom, any final thoughts for us as this task force is wrapping up its work? Thanks, Paul. Um, I'd like to say again that 
uh, it was an honor, a real honor for me to work with the people that were appointed to the task force, a really outstanding group of individuals. And it was also my pleasure to engage with the overall membership on this important topic. I really hope that these recommendations are just the beginning of our journey on this important work. And I really do look forward to continuing to work with the membership as we implement the recommendations. Yeah, Paul, that, that's a great point. While the task force may be wrapping up its specific work uh, that we asked the task force to do, really this is a beginning for how we continue to do this work going forward and that it's an ongoing process uh, to really work through and ensure that ASHP is a diverse, inclusive, uh, and, and equitable organization across all areas. I really think I speak for everyone on the task force by thanking the ASHP members for their feedback and insight and in the multiple conversations we've had the last few months. We sure look forward to sustaining our commitment to work on diversity, equity, and inclusion into the future on issues facing BIPOC students, residents, technicians, pharmacists, and of course, other healthcare professionals. So thank you, Paul Walker, for the great work you've done chairing this task force. Appreciate it. Well, that's all that we have time for today. Thank you, Tom and Paul Walker, for joining me for this important discussion. And to those of you listening, remember, you can read all of the preliminary recommendations on ashp.org. Join us next time for another episode of the Pharmacy Playbook, where Tom and I discuss initiatives and push the envelope as we explore cutting edge pharmacy topics. Catch up on any episodes you may have missed on ASHP Official. Thanks for joining us for the Pharmacy Playbook. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time for more insights from ASHP leaders.